This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a working class bow hunter podcast. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. You're listening to Working Class Bow Hunter. Stay tuned and listen to them every week. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. It's really, really not that good. Well, here we are, episode 33, and I think John Wayne said it best when he said, I really love the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are here at 1600 (laughs) Punk Slayer Place. Did that happen? He said that? In my my mind, it did. Wow. Uh, We are here still, I mean still, with Jordan Hubinski from the Bone shed. I almost said bone collector. Eh, not there same yet. Thing. Yeah, same Pretty thing. Same thing. Basically, yeah. uh, there's lots of bone collector gear yeah. being worn in here right now. <laughs> there is 1600 Buckslayer places. I will, I, I will help you out in a minute, Logan. 1600 Buckslayer place at the Buckatorium. We're in Sherrard, Illinois. Still, this house has not been towed away. And man, this, this is a good, good night. Uh, Work it, hard, play hard. You this, know this really feels like how hunting camp should feel. So this, this might be the loosest, uh, most laid back <laughs> episode we do. Um, so I'm saying, work hard, play hard. One too we many have, bush lattes. We have uh, phones going off in the middle of it. Um, it's a Friday night. The working class thanks. man's going to sit back. None of us have to work tomorrow. No. We got a big shoot going on, so we only shoot good when we're hungover. So you know we've it's got kind of a party right now. That's I, you I know, mean. you guys are you guys are probably sitting at home thinking like, oh, what are these guys gonna gonna talk about? Yeah, we're talking to Eugene. <laughs> Not you, Gene. <laughs> you, comma, Gene. <laughs> what, are these, what are you guys going to talk about? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about some gear. 
a little bit more. Uh, you it's know, kind of the part we, two. Like we're, we're, mentioned uh, part two point two point oh. Uh, point. We're gonna tell some buck stories, which I know, uh, or outdoor place. stories in general, because we got a couple off topics, but <laughs> well, it's gonna be good fun. And then we've got a Sasquatch. Well, way to spill the beans. Way, way to go. Yeah. What that was that a surprise? Off, said off topic, and you just had to go there. You, you had told to us that was no there, surprise. Steve. <sighs> theater of the mind, Steve. I know. Theater right, of the mind. Steve, go home. Maybe we'll just I'm draw here, people's guys. attention away long enough that they'll forget. They'll forget. won't. Derek will be like, anyway, products. I'll get them right into this gear. All right, well, hey, let's Last episode, for some reason, if you skipped 30... What are we on, 33? This is 33. Yeah, last we're on 33. 32. If you skip 32... <laughs> John Wayne film? Okay, yeah. If you skip 32... It was actually t- an interview he did for a magazine. I'm sorry. I'm continuing on, ignoring that fool over here. <laughs> um, we talked arrows. We talked sights. We talked rests. Um, here we go. What we like, what Jordan's had experiences with um, through Pref- customers at the Bone Shed. Preferences. Preferences. Um just, he's a knowledgeable dude on products and hunting and archery products. So I know, I know a couple things. A few things you do. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue on. We're going to talk. Let's Bi- talk a little bit about stabilizers Bi- real quick. Stabilizers. Oh, let's go, let's get right no. into it. Stabilizers are one of those one of those things just like anything else. Do you need one? How long do you, one do you need? You get, How heavy? You get what you pay for, okay? Yep. If you're going to be hunting with a stabilizer, obviously you don't need like one of those target ones that are th- Three feet long. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me hit you with this. Let me hit you with this. The guy who's going to shoot thirty yards, he buys. Uh, say he buys a nitrum off the shelf, and okay. he's, he's gonna. He doesn't really plan on shooting past forty yards. We'll say you're gonna pick a length stabilizer for him. First of all, does he need a stabilizer? I always recommend a stabilizer. Yes. How long and what does a stabilizer do for the hunter that's shooting only up to about 40 yards at the most? How, how long is really preference? Uh, I usually recommend anywhere from 6 to 12 inches if, if you're just hunting with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, weight is all personal preference again. Uh, you know, a lot of stabilizers now, uh, you know, uh, Hoyt's stabilizers, they're pro, uh, they're pro stabilizers. Um, is that be- Fuse? Uh, yeah, Fuse. Yeah. Fuse. Hoyt does make uh, make their own. Uh, oh, they do? Their own also. Um uh, Bee Stinger. A lot of the, a lot of brands now uh, have uh, weights that you can add and take, uh, take away from. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, Bee Stinger is cool because you can get different colored weights and everything like that. You can um, personalize it a exactly, little bit. Exactly. Exactly. Accessorize and stuff. Um, but yeah, I usually I usually recommend anywhere from six to twelve inches. You know, fourteen is okay. It, it just depends on really where you're hunting, how but, open it is, and everything like you know, that. I, and not, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. you know where everybody could be getting lost to is is you know you got that much weight in front or that uh, length in front of your bow. Okay, I mean you might have to start looking at other cases. I know it kind of threw me off because I, I shoot with a short stabilizer, mm-hmm. but I got that quick detach. I showed you where I had yeah. that mm-hmm. split red. What are you shooting a six inch? Which is about normal for just the average I, yeah, hunter, I right? It's, it's about, about, a, six it's about yeah. a six inch. I but shot it, a sh- six inch forever. I mean, it's a, it's that quick detach, so I can. It takes one screw, you know, maybe one it's and just a half, a, a twist, and it comes right out. Uh, you know, when I put that spot hog on, it doesn't fit in my fit in my bag. Like it kind of pokes out, and you know, it, it, there yeah. there are there are there are different brands. Say, say you want to shoot a twelve or a fourteen inch stabilizer. Yeah. There's a, a Bee Stinger, and I know a Fuse make a quick detach, so mm-hmm. you can I have shoot, a quick you, detach. You, yeah, mine. you can have a, a fourteen inch stabilizer, even longer. And uh, all you do is, you know, do a half turn and it slides right out. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. I, 
I can't I can't really describe it right you know over the microphone or anything. Yeah, but that, that's it, what I, it, it just it's just like a notch. It yeah, slides yeah, out and twists it, yeah, pulls it tight to the disconnect. Exactly. So so the you know bee stinger and fuse do make a quick detach. So if even if you want to uh, use a, a quick or a, you know longer stabilizer, you can have a quick detach. Mm-hmm. Um, they are kind of pricey, but I mean it's something that you can do half turn, slide it out, throw it's it in your case, thing. and you're good to go. Um, they do make bigger cases and stuff like that, so you can always you can always go with a bigger case. There are some compact bow cases that don't allow you to, you know, have a real long stabilizer. So you know you got a few options there if you want to keep the uh, you know keep the um, case that you have. Mm-hmm. You can get a quick detach if you want to go with a bigger case. A lot of times, uh, some of the bigger bow cases will will hold a twelve or fourteen inch. Uh, stabilizer yeah. what i've what i've seen a lot of guys go to i feel like you know if you're constantly like if you got a if you got a bag i mean you, you could kind of argue both points but like I, I know guys that i like hard cases they've got Just, well yeah. I, i've seen the guys with the, with the big eastern bags right yeah but then uh you know one of the guys that that shoots and a couple guys went to this they got that that uh i know primos makes one i they everyone else might but it's like that bow sling that goes around cam i i use that and, it really? it. and, and the cool thing is when I'm you're transporting it they said it everything works out fine but you can transport the bow just like that and you know because technically it has to be in bingo. case bingo but you can walk right to the stand and you take that it goes over your shoulder. I mean, so you know, you can carry a bunch of other things yeah. out there, you know, or you know, you have your two hands under your quiet cat. You know, when yeah, yeah, That's one thing Primos makes that I really, really, really like. It's uh, uh like you said, it's a, uh, it's got a, it's, it's a, uh, it's like a bow sling. There's a, uh, it covers your string and your yeah, cams. It right? covers your cams, yeah. and then there's like a material that goes over your strings, snaps on your strings, and then there's two elastic bands that go around your cams. I know with covers on your cams. Snap those though. Yeah, it goes over your cams and everything like that, and then it's got a strap, so you just throw it over your shoulder, walk out to the stand, mm-hmm. and nice thing, like like you said, nice thing, you just throw it over your shoulder, walk out to the stand, so uh, you know. Uh, before daylight or if you're coming out after dark, that bow is considered inoperable just like that. And on top of it, mm-hmm. it opens another hand. So if you need a flashlight, you know, you're digging in your pockets for your cell phone, you know, whatever, you know, you freeze up a hand, it frees up a hand and it makes it inoperable. Mm-hmm. I've, so, always, I've, I've never used one, but I've always seen them. And they look interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I've thought s- about it a little. I've I seriously did. used one since I began hunting, and I've, I'm on number two now. Really? I, I wore the elastic out of the, my first one. I'm on number number two now. See, I, the- I really like them be, just because, like I said, they're it's considered inoperable, frees up your hands. So especially if you, if you go to a stand that doesn't have like a – a string, uh, a pull rope oh, to yeah, pull you your just, bow up. You can just get throw right it up. over your shoulder. You can climb up. You know, both Go. your hands are free. You don't have, uh, you know, you're, you're not carrying your bow in one hand. Those things yeah. are on camo fire all the time. Yeah, they do have are they really? yeah. backpacks, oh, yeah. too. They have backpacks. Yeah, we can, can slide your bow and, into it. Yeah. And strap that it might in. work out a little bit, but where I'm at, you know, because uh, we, we've had this discussion before, and I, when I saw a guy putting, I think he had a Chillax, and it was, it was, you know, stretched to the max, but it went over. Um, you know, where I'm shooting the Creed XS, I mean, I got a 28 inch axle to axle. So I was kind of worried that it'd be, and I, and I personally ha- have not tried to throw one on because I haven't He's got had that a new chance, blow so. made by a uh, play school. Um, <laughs> it's good. Play model. school. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking of off topic, there we go. Well, you said 28-inch axle to axle. I just So, so you're, oh, worried, yeah, you're, you're worried about it not fitting. Yeah, where it's going to be too loose. But, I mean, you know. There, you, there's a lot of elastic. There's three snaps that go through the string. And then, like I said, there's an elastic band that go around each cam and kind of like your limb yeah. area. So no matter what, that's going to be able to be able to hold. Steve, it. You I could probably make about... one of those slings out of like Legos and connects for your bow. Maybe some Lincoln Logs <laughs> would probably Lincoln work good for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there it is. He's been, right. Have you well, been, drinking, have it, have you been right? drinking Haterade tonight? Um, I'm always sipping Haterade when we're talking, uh, Steve. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if that's Haterade in his glass, that guy's had enough. <laughs> hey, blow into the, blow into the Haterade a meter. I guarantee it's at like hateful right now. Uh, Steve just put down that fish koozie, so we know he's done for the night. Uh, not quite. <laughs> I, I we got, it we gotta post a picture of that thing. No, save everyone. <laughs> the, <time. laughs> the fish koozie has gotten. You can put Gatorade in there. You can put Baja Blast in there. You can put Kill really any any, any container that holds liquid. Anything, would probably yeah, you fit put in, in there. there. Real Tree Energy drinks. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, getting getting back to that. I mean, you know, that's just if you got like all these accessories, like especially if you you know you're trying to throw the. Um, uh, you got the back stabilizer too. You know that's just making your bow really wide. And you know with something like that, you know trying to fit that in yeah. the bag. I mean, you almost have to You're... get like a case that's like eighteen inches deep. Just to... mm-hmm. I got one and, of and... the Plano ones, and I still take my stabilizer off, but I have my spot hog stretched or my hog father made by yeah. Spot but, hog but I'm saying when, you, when you're up. thinking about putting that. That back stabilizer on there too. Side side bar back yeah. bar. Sidebar. Oh yeah, so then you then the... you got to get the quick disconnect for that. Yeah, man. sure, awesome. for yeah. sure. But for the guy who's just going to hunt normally and just going to shoot no more than forty mm-hmm. yards, he could. Well, it depends if you hunt the quiver on, and you know I hunt my quiver on. And Jordan's like, dude, you need to get a sidebar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You 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 hunt with the tight spot, correct? Yeah, with, with I think and it's a six arrow, right? Yeah, I, I can't yeah, ever remember. The the, uh, the tight spot is a very very nice quiver, very good. The only negative part about it is very heavy. It is very so heavy. if you hunt with that quiver on. You know, I, I held your bow, and I, I, I was showing you. And they do make they do make uh, vices and stuff like that. That that uh, it's like that show that yeah. They, they show the balance of your bow. I mean, if you put your bow in there, that thing would fling right over. Oh yeah. So a uh, sidebar would be, in my opinion, something that you should definitely look into. Mm-hmm. Jordan um, almost it, fell over when it was in his hand. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's it, like, it was, geez, was, man, I can't believe you shoot with this thing yeah. on there. And, and, and it's like I, when they put that big old stake on Fred Flintstone's car and just got it tipped over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I I can guarantee you put that sidebar on there and you will see especially your longer yarded shots are gonna your groupings gonna come together real real yeah i need to because i have a i shoot a 10 inch uh bee stinger out front um with just i don't know how heavy those weights are with how many ounces or whatever they are but i just one of the smaller weights and then i have a 12 inch sport hunter but you can thread the smaller weights onto it yeah um i'm probably gonna run the 12 inch off the back Mm -hmm. um but with the elite has the threads on the back of the riser the one up higher and the one down lower um, I just need to get the right quick disconnect that threads yeah. into that to throw the stabilizer in. And get back to stabilizers. We didn't really describe exactly what stabilizers do. They do two things. They dampen vibration, mm-hmm. and they put out weight forward, which stabilizes your shot. Just like and, like somebody walking a tightrope with that long bar. That's yep. how exactly the Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I do that frequently. And, uh, yeah. and, 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 and we get a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, that's just an expensive, uh, expensive gizmo that doesn't really do a whole lot. 
I've had several people where I said, okay, you know, try the cheapest stabilizer that we carry and try the most expensive stabilizer we have. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you see a difference. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they pe- do pe- make a and big people difference. Do, yeah, people do that, and they'll be like, yeah, I, I, I sound stupid for even I let saying Will, anything about it. The guy it. was blind. He had to feel his targets. He's like, you know what? It still does, it still does something. <laughs> I let Will, my ex-neighbor, What's up, Will? Mm. Um, I had a 12-inch beast uh, stinger. I said, hey. pretty bitter breakup. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, man, can I try? You know, I was like, you know, borrow it for a little bit, see how you like it. And he's like, man, you can definitely tell a difference. Like, I I feel like my pin slowed down. Yeah. Um, Kurt wrote him a bill for it. (laughs) Yeah, I still haven't got it back, so I might be, uh, hey, yo, I need like 80 bucks or whatever. (laughs) 12-inch beast stinger. I'm going to need that when you get a chance. Yeah, when you When you get a chance. (laughs) Hey, I'll see him tomorrow, so maybe I'll snag it back. Hey, watch him not show up at our shoot tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He heard this somehow. He's like, yeah, I'm not going. Even shooting, you know, with my new bow. I sighted in without a stabilizer, and you could tell a world of a different difference well, yeah, without it on there. Because you, know? you were shaking without it, and it would slow your movements down. When you sight your bow in, you want that, but you didn't, we well, didn't have one. No, the problem that. is he was shaking because he saw the price tag of what he had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Goo! What were you running? What What were you running on the Strother? That homemade 12-inch. Oh, yeah. It looks just like a bee stinger. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. It's Knowing a machinist is a uh, a big benefit. It is. It's nice. They do look. It, he uh, didn't you? You homemade powder coated your stabilizer. I did. It's uh, it's pretty impressive, but it's heavy, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's just like a bee stinger. It's kind of ugly. Is though. that we threw on the new bow? At the same time, you need to get one of those fancy web stickers for like the bee stingers. Yeah. Get a nice wrap for it. Yeah, make it look all fancy. You could put a bee stinger sticker on the thing, and you probably would. <laughs> no one would ever tell. Unless I mean, you could pick it up and feel it, but you would know. But. Well, uh, Ryan, the guy we shot with the other day, he had like a homemade stabilizer too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's and there's a lot of really really good stabilizer stabilizers out there. Uh, Bee Stinger makes really cool ones. I mean, a lot of them are you know different colors and stuff. So you, yeah, again, you can yeah, accessorize. You can add weights to them, colored weights, uh, things like that. Bee Stinger has been my favorite that I've used. Mm-hmm. It's almost they're so simple that they're better. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Simpler is better, like math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'd rather do long division or two plus two. Does everyone in here have a bee stinger? Logan, you got a bee stinger? Yeah, I, I do not. What are you shooting? It's a true, true glow. glow. Uh, I used to know the name of it. Uh, it's a really goofy name. I think it's like a half name, half product number. Because I looked it up, I finally found it. Like it <laughs> they were just like, yeah, just yeah, use no, it, some it, of that extra material we didn't use for everything else and melt it and make I, a stabilizer out of it. It came with the bow, and you know, I, I kind of looked at it, and you know, it, it, it was something that, you know, if I could still get nice groups, it wasn't something that I was like really thinking about. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, you guys are talking about stabilizers. That's probably not the first thing on somebody's list, but. There's probably people out there that are like, it does play the most role. important thing to me is my stabilizer. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, it's, you know, under 30 yards, it's going to help. But, you know, when you practice, you're going to have a good time. You want to shoot further, well, there was, and it's going to slow you know, that movement down. So you're just going to shoot better with a I've, a I've seen a lot of people recently, and, you know, they, they're they new to archery, and they're sitting there shooting without a stabilizer. And yeah, they're getting nice groups, and... You know, they're like, oh, we're just trying to sight in. And I go, well, you don't got a stabilizer. So I'd, I mean, I guess if you're only only wanting to shoot 20 yards, you know, and you can do it. But they fine. do help. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, like, like, like at the bone shed, we, we uh, 
as long as it's something we don't have to like extensively uh, install, like a rest or something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll let you let you try something out and let you decide whether you like it or not. So a lot of times like stabilizers and stuff, you know, people are like ah, I don't really want to spend a whole lot of money on stabilizers. I'm like okay, you know, here here's your base model. Uh, you got a couple of these that are a little yeah. bit higher, and then these are your top ones. And here. I was just gonna say that you know if you're yeah. not sure, play with them. Or, yeah, you can take them at out some the point. Yeah, you're just right in. <laughs> and, and and a lot of times we have people that'll go out there and and be almost dead set on you know the 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 twenty twenty thirty dollar stabilizer. Go out there and shoot them, and all of a sudden they're spending. Uh, you know, sixty to a hundred bucks on a stabilizer. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. You yeah. know. They. 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 They think. They think. Oh, I, you know, stabler's not stabilizer's not that important. Stabler. Go out and shoot, and then they're like, uh, yeah, I better spend. No. I better yeah. spend a little yeah. bit extra. I money. love my bee stinger, and I have, I have two, a ten and a twelve inch. And... My, my favorite thing ever is like when you see like you know, um, there's just pictures of of like world archery shoots, and you see everybody drawing back their bows. And in the picture, you still can't see the end of their stabilizer. I, yeah, I, yeah. That, I, I enjoy it's that like four so foot much. Long. Yeah, those things are just super Shoot an long. Shoot an 80-inch stabilizer. But it just, you know, it's one of those things that's, you know, hey, these people can hit this target with this, or, you know, you can go with your, you know, 10-inch, 12-inch. And and, and, and that, that gives mm-hmm. you an idea. If, if you mm-hmm. have these pros that are shooting, that is their... That is their way of life. That's how they make money is by mm-hmm. going to shoots and stuff. And they're using a stabilizer that's, you know, three foot long. It's not out there for uh, looks. Yeah, it's it's not there for it's looks. Doing something. It does something. Yeah. And you see, like, uh, like I watched the uh, Bow Junkie Pro Realities with uh, Chance Boboff, and he was showing, like, his sidebar setups. And it looks like there's, like, you know, there's five inches of threaded weights oh, on yeah. there. Yep. It's like. I don't know how heavy that he bow probably just threw be, all but... thread on there and just started throwing washers on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's just it's something to play with, um, experiment what works for you, and if you haven't really dabbled too far into it, most I'm sure most of our listeners have, but if you haven't, try it. Experiment yeah. with it. Doesn't try hurt. It. What, what's it going to hurt? What's it really going to hurt? It'll just it'll probably yeah. just make you improve your shooting because you're just going to fine tune what feels good to you, and exactly. that's really all that matters at the end and of the day. And, and stabilizers, it's not like something where you, you install it once and you can't transfer it to another bow. Exactly. I, I mean, every bow has really. It could just be a one time purchase. Yeah, exactly. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, you know how we are. We want to buy one, and then, oh, a new bow, a new stabilizer. Yeah. Right yeah. But uh, build a collection. Like, I have a 10 to 12-inch. I'm probably going to buy an 8 and experiment with sidebars, and mm-hmm. I'll have the that collection on hand of somebody that I know, hey, let me try one. Well, you here, borrow it for a little bit. Never get it back. Never get it back, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then send them a bill. Like, they like it so much, they never give it back. Yeah, it's like, Will, come on. Better get that back. <laughs> Not to not to change subjects. Uh, change too the subject. Much, but, We're done on that. We're done. But while on that. I'm, uh, you know, while I'm still thinking about it, uh, you know, we, we we've gone through, you know, some of the really major things. But there's a couple things that are kind of lingering out there that, you know, as a guy who, you know, if you go pick up your bow in September, you know, first time ever, and you can shoot. I mean, if you can still hit the target effectively, that's what we want to see. But, you know, there's a there's a lot of a lot of people out there that probably really don't know how often you should change your your bowstrings. Yeah, yeah. Uh that's something that I know you wanted to touch on. Yeah, uh I'm a real big fan of uh first string strings. They they barely stretch at all, you know. A, a lot of times uh your factory strings, you, you, you know, you'll take your bow, shoot 300 shots and all of a sudden the timing's off and and different things like that. Uh I like first string just because they barely stretch at all, you know, right from the factory or you know, right from first string. 
throw them on and they're pretty much dead set where they're at. I, I've, uh, this is my third year of using first string and mm. I've never had to retime my bow ever after, really? after installing them. So that's one thing I like about them. Uh, also like, like I said, I, I like, uh, I got, I got my bow all accessorized with orange stuff. So I got yeah. all, I got, I got all orange strings. Makes it pop a little bit. I'm sure uh, you can get any color, right? Oh, and oh, any yeah. color, any color combination you want. You want. I mean, serving is different color, different uh, color combos. You can do awesome. one solid color, two different colors. I want to do all different solid color. on my elite man. Yeah. yeah, something like all blue. Yep. Oh, so, all silver. Yeah. So, so I, and uh, as far as replacing, if you want to shoot your factory strings, there's nothing wrong with shooting factory strings. A lot of them make you know real good strings and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, you know, Elite uses Winter Choice. Um, you know, d different things like that. So is that maybe Matthew's a close second that. in your opinion, or wh where does where do those land? Winner's Choice is probably close second for me. I, I like yeah. first first string is probably my favorite. Uh, you know, custom string Winner's Choice is probably my second. Yeah. So, if That's you, what so I when you get a bow, when you get a brand new bow, mm -hmm. like if you're gonna buy a brand new Hoyt, yeah, is that the first thing you're ripping off is the strings? Mm, I I I like really accessorizing. I, I'm I'm a big guy on. on it's fun, man. Set, I, yeah, I'm I, I I love setting it up exactly the way I okay, want. So it's your Malibu. Yeah. So I, so yeah. Malibu. So it, it, I, yeah. I don't <laughs> have. I, I don't I don't come with the you know I don't leave the I don't leave the factory rims on my uh, on my bow or anything like, like yeah. that. You know, <laughs> you're trying to go for that showstopper customs look. Exactly. Yeah, I want I want so, I want I want someone That's a to walk. City in, reference. I want some I want someone to walk into the range and then do a double take on my bow. Yeah, where you what got your cam and it never that? stops spinning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get spinners on your cams. Yeah. So I, I mean that that's another thing. Uh, replacing the string, uh, you know, you can accessorize too to ma make all the colors match and stuff. That, that's pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. um, as far you know, like I said, if you want to keep your factory string, there's nothing wrong with that. Those factory strings are are still good strings. Um, uh, as far as swapping the string out, a lot of people ask, how, you know, what, how long is a good time to uh, to keep the string on before I replace it? Really depends on how much you shoot. If you shoot, you know, not that much, you know, that string could last up to five years. Mm -hmm. If your your average shooter, though, your average bow hunter, as much as they practice and stuff, your string will last up to three years as long as you take care of it. That's, wax that's, it. Yeah, as long as you wax it, you keep it out of the heat, you keep mm -hmm. it in a you know, cool area, um, you know, it'll last up to three years. So as long as you take care of your string, it'll last up to three years. So my hot car and then moving it directly to the freezer to the, uh, is not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, don't don't okay. keep it in don't keep it in the attic. Don't keep it in <laughs> that's your good advice. Don't keep it in your yeah. garage. I, I always recommend uh what's comfortable for you is comfortable for your bow. I like that. So I, like that I gotta lot. tell keep, you, keep, I, I've got a weird comfort level. Uh, yeah, <laughs> keep up. So uh, I, I like. I recommend keeping it. It's <laughs> uh, like the inside I, of an I'm Arby's. Sorry, I almost made it. I almost made another dumb movie reference, and you know what? I might. You remember no. the Batman where Arnold Schwarzenegger was no. in? Like how? Don't look listen to Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Here's the thing: if you can put a bow inside an Arby's and it could be cool there, then Steve's bow Steve's is going to be just there. fine. <laughs> oh man, I'm. Steve wants Arby's. That. I do want Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey guys, we still got time to go get Arby's right now, um, right? <laughs> Let's just shut this podcast. So on. that's <laughs> great advice, actually, because I was wondering about that, man. You should have seen. I never forget. Uh, my dad has a Hoyt VTech, and he just got a new string put on it. And the string that he had before, 
was the most frayed out looking thing <laughs> yeah. ever, man. He yeah. had that Looks thing like Steve's worn. beard. Oh, worse, <laughs> but pretty close. <laughs> uh, 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 as far as like uh, waxing your string oh, too, would I? Uh, there, there's a lot of waxes out there. All of them work pretty decent. One string or one string wax that I like is uh, Scorpion Venom. It's probably my favorite. So it's a more pliable wax. Mm-hmm. Soaks in the string a lot more. Uh, uh, comes in like a little aluminum dish. And mm-hmm. uh, inside the or inside the dish is uh, a little circular patch of uh, leather. Oh yeah, and, oh, really? Uh, so so what you do? You scoop a little uh, wax out. You put it on your string, and then you take that wax and just rub it in. And the friction of using that leather uh, will heat up the wax, heat up the string, and allow it to soak okay. into the string. Bond right. into it. Yep. Yeah, because I've always heard you know because uh, I'm I'm kind of. I'm that guy who, after, if I see, like, one little fray coming out, I'm waxing my string, yeah. right? And that's just how I am, because I, I, I want to make that string last as long as I can, because mm-hmm. I'm cheap. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a point to bring up. You know, and, and I've been the guy who's, I, I've put that wax string on, and I've taken the hair dryer and run it over a couple times, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, my girlfriend has a hair dryer, not for my own main but uh, <laughs> you know i i, I like to do like that one maybe the soak beard <laughs> yeah I, I i like to let that melt and soak in but i but i found out that you know sometimes it gets a little too hot you know and it, it'll just fall right off but you know you just, just kind of take the friction of you mm-hmm. know your your fingers and it, it can get pretty warm but it'll it'll do i mean but i think that with that leather piece right there that yeah be, so what do you feel can you get that string too hot with the leather would you do you think you'd be better doing that with your finger until your fingers get warm? No, I mean, I I, I like using the leather because you can get. I mean, my fingers will burn real quick. Yeah, rubbing that's true. rubbing the string and rubbing the wax. Mm-hmm. It, it's got a little that's bit. A good point. Uh, you know that that leather you can get it warmer to the point where it actually will will melt Bond and soak into the, into into the, the threads string. of it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just not an outer covering to it, mm-hmm. and, and and you know working at the bone shed, I see a lot of people that just wax their string way too much to the really? point where I mean you could, you can run your thumbnail down it and you're you just got tons and tons of wax. The cable up. guards uh, all cake full. I mean, but how uh, how, uh, so how bad is that for the bow? Would you it, say it, 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 that Probably will that will down. shorten the life of your string up big time? Okay, that will shorten the life of your string up big time. Uh, you always want to uh, wax the exposed part of your string, not your serving. Never, ever, ever do the serving of your string because that will cause that serving to come undone. Mm, really? That's very and, that's and, good and, advice. And, and if that's it's towards advice. your cams and stuff, you'll get a waxy buildup in your cams and, and different things like that. Mm. So. so Okay, so for our listeners, how often would you say to wax your string? Assuming our listeners shoot regularly arrows a week. 60 hours a week. Uh, That's prob- a pretty fair. That's probably pretty fair. probably once a week is reasonable. To wax your... Yeah. Set. You can do that, guys, right? That's right. I, I, so keep it up. It, 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 I mean, it, it, all, it all depends. On, You're doing good. <laughs> it, it really depends. Like I said, it depends on where you keep it, too. If you keep it in your house where it's, you know... Or an Arby's, or 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 an Arby's, you know, <laughs> a re- reasonable temperature. It's it, you know, it, it, you won't have to wax it as much if you keep it in a warm area, like your garage or something like that. You're gonna have to wax it a lot more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, that's good advice because I mean, there's a lot of people who don't know really, you know, and mm-hmm. you obviously know you work on our ar- yeah. archery equipment all the time, yep. so you would know firsthand. And, um, and and if and if you're if you're ever wondering about like custom strings and stuff like that, I, like first string, they've got an awesome website. Be, you can go to their website and you can pick 
you know, two different colors on the string, different colors on different spots on your Will it servings. show you the, how it's going to look? Yeah, it'll, it'll show you. It's got the string That's that actually cool. wraps around all your color options, and you can click the color options for each part of the string. We'll put a link to and their it, website in the description. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it'll it actually change the color on the screen of the string that goes around the oh, string. Oh, yeah. pretty cool. You kind of get, so, get the yeah. first you know what your you, string's going to look you, like. Yeah, you get an so you idea have, of what your strings are going to look like, like when they come. You have one serving one color, the other serving the other color, like you know, yep. just above your, your D-loop. And do they throw a D-loop on there, or is that... Uh, for for some of them they do. Cause can you get a, like a custom color for that? Cause I know Logan would probably want a pink one. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you get different. You you get custom colors. You know, uh, it all depends on which one you, which one you order to. That's that's pretty cool. Okay. I mean, yeah. you know, just for that Logan alone, likes that for breast people. cancer awareness huh? month. Yep. Logan oh, yeah. rocks a breast cancer awareness uh, theme. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, he's like the NFL where he profits all that money. Uh, <laughs> I say that aloud. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez. But but yeah, like I said, their their website's really really great for that. Um, you know, if you've got a bow press at home and you've d- you've done a lot with strings and everything, it's fine to do it yourself. But yeah. you know, I I usually recommend going to a dealership. Yeah, go to your shed or such as such as the bone shed. Uh, you know, the bone shed's good for you know swapping out strings and everything like that. For sure. Also with strings, if if you're planning on hunting October first. Mm-hmm. Do not bring your bow in a week before season and expect <laughs> it to get done. They, you know, because a lot pet of people, peeve. yeah, pet that's a, that's a pet peeve of mine. You know, give yourself ample time to come in. You know, get it ordered, give time for it to come in, and then you know, give time to shoot it and make sure it's tuned and stuff. Yeah, but prepare. it's October first, so you should have this available. Uh, we don't have Ooh. strings available for each and every bow in every color combination. Well, then I will take my business elsewhere, sir. In every <laughs> model. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Well, it's just like, use your brain a little. I mean... You know what, though? I get it. But Here's the thing. I'm not going to go available. to the bone shed and be like, hey, Jordan, um, I need a new string. I know, like, October 1st is uh, tomorrow, um, but I need a new string. Uh, can you have that on in, like... Thirty minutes. I'm gonna go to Arby's. I'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> ain't ain't <laughs> no, gonna happen. Wait, wait what are you happen. doing it? Only thirty minutes. Like, what are you getting it to go? And you're not going out for seconds. I, I, okay. <laughs> like, I didn't picture Arby's as like a five star sit down <laughs> restaurant with my lady. Uh, Unlike you, no, Steve. I, no, I go in. I eat first. Make sure the place is all right, and then we come. Then in you and we leave. Have a meal, <laughs> then she takes off, and then I have a finish up meal. It's like a three course meal. Dessert. Dessert. No yeah, dessert meal. meal. I mean. All right, look, like, like I, we don't need to talk about my eating habits, even though they're super awesome. But I want to so, ask you, like, what's what's the key thing that, like, for our listeners who are like, well, you know, I, I lost track of how many arrows I shot. What's like the the number one thing that you need to look for in a worn string? Like, what what's uh, in in a worn string? There's a few things you want to look for: uh, serving separation. If there's serving separation, that's very very important, especially if it's in the cam area, because there's a lot of wear, tear, bending, yeah. you know, all, all that. So if if there's a serving separation in your cam area, that's definitely something you're going to want to bring to your nearest pro shop. Uh, have them address. Get their the bone shed. You get yeah. Get their opinion on it. <laughs> uh, also, uh, you know, if it, uh, um, you know, it could just need wax. You could, you know, if your string's starting to get your, you know, hairs dangling off it and stuff like that. Peach fuzz, yeah. yeah, make sure that's about the time that you're gonna want to wax it. You know, and and that's only gonna last so long. I, I usually try to give a time frame. Like I said, three years is a really for your average bow hunter. Three years is gonna be probably your maximum life on a string. 
Yeah, so. if you so, shoot a thousand arrows a day, like all of us on the Working Class Bow yeah. podcast, you know, every six yeah, months we're it, putting a new yeah. string on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's not going to be three years if you really put in the time. Yeah, yeah this, is like so, a, this so. is like kind of an off topic, but like as, as like as somebody who's a, you know, target shooter and they're, mm-hmm. they're shooting all the, like, how often do you think they change their strings out? Probably twice a year, I'd say at least. Wow. Yeah. What's the average string cost? Uh, average string really depends. If you want to uh, get like a basic model, just about a hundred uh, bucks for, right? for uh, for full install on uh, first string strings at the Bone Shed, we charge about one hundred and twenty dollars. That's, That's timing, bad. tuning, install, oh, everything, D loop, uh, tying in your peep sight, uh, you know, everything. So that's not bad. That's not that's not bad at all. Uh, We do we do have yeah, including the string. We do have uh, specials like uh, once or twice a year we'll have a hundred dollar, you know, uh, string and install. Is that September twenty eighth that you guys do that? No, it's usually during the it's usually during the summer months when you should be replacing (laughs) the string. (laughs) So you you know you know that that encourage you to get in there and replace your string. Exactly, that's kind of the hint, ain't it? It's 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 the time. Yeah, it's the time where you should be replacing your string before. (laughs) Yeah, before it gets to the point where it's getting close to season. Here's here's what I've uh, gathered in in my little humble experience. Um, Uh When you talked about peep sites, Uh I I we can open up that can of worms, but let's. I want to ask you your your and we can move on right after this because I'll ask one question. The peep tube, that little rubber surgical mm-hmm. tube. Tell me you yeah, hate it nay. as much as I do. I do not like those at all. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nay. I'm a nay. I'm a nay. I've seen way too many times where they dry rot and someone draws their bow They'll back and one of two things, either it pops off and the peep goes spinning. Or two, the they face. draw back, pops off, and slaps him in the eyeball. Been there, my done it. Eric had one on the first year we started doing all all doing three D shoots together, and this dude, I thought he's about to whip his bow through the woods. Mm-hmm. My dad had it happen with the peep tube on probably a hundred fifty class whitetail, and he didn't get a shot at the deer because his peep tube came off. And it's not that it wasn't dry rod; it just slipped off the peep, yeah, off that little you know the knob, the mm-hmm. plastic knob. And after that, he said. Screw this! But he used, yeah. you know, worse language. Uh, yeah, and, and a lot of people get just, you know, they get, they, they don't want to go with that regular peep because they're afraid that 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 gonna peep sight's going to turn a little bit. Well, if you're shooting regularly, you're going to know where that peep is turning. Mm-hmm. And and the and the biggest thing is usually when you have a regular peep, it should be pretty close to coming back. And if it's not pretty close, if it's turning, you know, to the right or to the left, all you have to do is take your D loop knots. Hold your string and push those D loop knots to line up, mm-hmm. so your D loop is lined up advice. with with your yep. sight. Obviously, if your peep sight is completely backwards, you're not going to want to turn your peep or your, turn your D loop all the way backwards <laughs> and turn your string all the way around. Yeah, guys, like don't do twist that. The string yeah, or... so you, yeah, you go, go to your pro shop or if you have a bow press, uh, you know, just put a half twist in the string should should fix that problem. No, um, we're a little over halfway. Um, let's talk. We wanted wanted to do a little bit of the uh, hunting outdoor stories, not necessarily hunting. Um, I'm not going to re-spill the beans, um, Jordan I, and Steve. Um, everyone's got it's everyone's more Steve's fault, stories. not Jordan's fault. But yeah, why uh, you gave him the blame? I okay. referenced Jordan to start telling the story, and then I said Steve to blame you for the beans that got spilled. Um, Listen, I told you I'd eat those beans. I don't care how long they've been on the floor. <laughs> Thank you. 
At least you're responsible. We spilled a can <laughs> of beans uh, three and a half episodes ago, and I still haven't eaten them yet. So, um, <laughs> do you want to tell that story? I'm I'm interested. To hear. I, I, I don't know if this is a joke. Everyone, you're just ev- with no, me. everyone's got hunting stories. Everyone's got some crazy story that, oh, that's yeah. happened to hey, someone or someone's yippers. buddy or you know you know different things like that. Yeah, you know, I we you know we in the bone shed we hear every story in the world. You know, we you, we hear everything from people seeing cougars to you know this, that, and other thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, sorry, it, you got someone falling asleep behind you. I'll do it. Shh. We're my, trying my to mistake. listen to the story about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I was uh, fresh out of high school, I think I it was freshman year in college. I was going to the community college in my area, and mm-hmm. uh, on summer break, I was looking. Yeah, looking looking for a summer <laughs> job, so I was like, you know what, I, I should, you know, I should go. There was a uh, uh, a job fair, and I'm like, I'll go to that job fair, see if I can find a decent summer job and everything. And looked around, and you know, I I like doing stuff, you know, I like the outdoors and everything. So I'm like, I want to do something outdoors, you know, ha- have have a good summer, you know, keep outdoors, have a good time, uh, mm-hmm. do different things like that. So I was looking, 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 and. Uh, you know, had d- a lot of different ideas and uh, got to one uh, booth and there was a there was a, uh, a summer camp for kids and they were looking for camp counselors. I'm like, you know what? That'd be really cool to do sometime. You know, I, I, I always like helping, you know, uh, helping younger kids and stuff like that. I, I like mm-hmm. being in the outdoors, teaching them, teaching them different things, teaching them uh, what I know, my knowledge just, on the outdoors. Yeah, just being involved pass, out you there. Know, and you know, different live things. outdoors. Exactly, exactly. So I was like, you know what? That's something I should look into. Well, I ended up working as a as a camp counselor one summer. That would be fun, I, I would think. And uh, I, we got to do everything from taking them on hikes. We would go fishing. We would take them on canoe trips, creek walks, you know, whatever. Well, uh, one afternoon we were taking the, I was going to take the kids for a creek walk. So uh, me yeah, and a creek group. Creek walk, you mean? Creek Crick? Crick. Yeah, Crick. Yeah, crick. Crick. Oh, crick. Yeah. crick. It is. Crick walk. <laughs> and crick walk. Uh, so we were we were going to walk up the crick, and we were going to go as far as we could could uh, up the crick, and we were going to come back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So there's a group of us, and I, I'd probably say, you know, six kids and me and another uh, camp counselor, which is a, a girl. Was she hot? And she's pretty hot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, this is a great so story we're, already. We're, we're walking and <laughs> we're chasing like different fish, you know, red horse, you know, different different uh-huh. fish you find. Get ready to catch the submarine races. And, I got uh, you. <laughs> you know, we're we're, chas- we're chasing fish and crawdads and whatever, you, you know, whatever you can think of through uh-huh. the water. And, uh, um, I, you know, we were focused on trying to catch just one, and all of a sudden, uh, up you know, up in front of us, there's a little grass island in the middle of the creek, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, just bunch of splashes and stuff like that, and it all you know startled Shook all of us. Bit. And you looked up, and there was something with long hair, and it I couldn't tell if it was running on two legs or four legs, but it, it took a couple steps across the creek, uh-huh. and there was like a uh, like a dirt washout, and you know it was probably four foot high, and one step stepped on top of it, and ran into the woods and everything, and. And, you know, at that point, your mind just, you know, tries to tell you what it was. And uh, I, all I can think is it was deer. It was it was a deer that ran up there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we get closer and closer to this island. And, and uh, you know, it's all matted down. The grass is all matted down in the center. And we get closer. And like, oh, yeah, it must have been a deer that ran up in the woods there. Mm. And in the mud is a footprint that's probably... I, 18 inches long if not more like giant giant footprint in that same direction that Ooh, like a like a shack gold bond spray exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
and and the, and the, yeah, and the hair. The first thing I thought, it just, just uh, I was like, man, I understand that cool feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and the hair on my arms and the back of my neck just stood up, and I'm like, we got to get out of here. So took the really? kids, t- took the kids back, and you know, for a long time, I was always trying. How many to, kids were? Th- how many kids were with you? Probably six to eight. And did they and all the, see it? And they all saw it too. And you know, it, it was it was one of those things where. Was that a deer? You don't. Yeah, you're kind of like. You know, and for all our I, listeners right now, are going, God, these guys and, are full of shit. Yeah, and and like, and, 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 and <laughs> for for a long time, I was like, you know, was that a deer? Was it not a deer? Whatever. So one day, I was working at the bone shed, and the, this camp that I was working at was actually just north of the bone shed, mm-hmm. uh, Camp Takabachi, and uh, talk bad about you, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I was, uh, and, and uh, I I'd, uh, sounds like the camp everyone in here went to about me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, exactly it was a slow, right. slow day. I had a regular customer in there, and and we're just talking about random things and stuff. And he's like, "Hey, I want if I tell you a story, you swear you won't tell anybody." I'm like, uh, <laughs> so he's gonna put go. it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, uh-oh. forty five like, people are about to hear this right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like, uh, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah, I won't tell anybody. So he's yeah. like. I, I just don't want anybody knowing. I don't want to think I'm crazy or anything. So I was like, oh, yeah. Whatever. Sure, go ahead and tell me. <laughs> so he's like, well, I got a hunting spot that's north of town here. I hunt on this old lady's property. And uh, I was out there one day in my tree stand and uh, sitting there. We're just wait, waiting for the deer to come out. It's getting, getting about time where the deer is supposed to start coming out and everything. Deer 30. Mm-hmm. Deer, deer 30. And uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> it looked like a big orangutan on two feet comes walking out of the woods. Walks down the field edge for about 20 to 40 yards and then ducks back into the woods. And uh, he says, I, I couldn't sit there anymore. I, I got out of my stand before it was dark and I booked it back to my truck. And he goes to the old lady's house that uh, that owned the property and uh, knocks mm-hmm. on her door. And she comes to the door and says, oh, oh hey, hey, how's it going? What's what's going on? And uh, he's like, well, uh, I was out hunting and uh, I don't know how to tell you this. And she goes, did you see that big monkey? And he's no like, way. yeah, I did. And she's like, I've seen him probably two or three times. And the farmer saw him once, too. And I'm like, I'm like, where I'm like, where north of here is that? And he's like, you know where Camp Takabachi is? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it was up there. Whoa. I'm like, oh, my God. Is that's. It? I'm like, I'm like I'm I'm like that's that's weird. Here's the thing I so, love. Okay, keep going. No, I'm, gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going. So so he tells me that, and it just that that creeped me out. Probably four months later, I'm I'm messing around, you know, working on bows, doing all this stuff, and uh, one of our pro staffers is in in, in the store, and he's uh, helping a customer, mm-hmm. and uh, he's using like uh, predator calls and uh, uh, deer calls and all these different calls we have, and. He'd use one and say, uh, does that sound like it? And uh, you'd hear an old lady say, no, that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. And he'd use another one. Does that sound like it? No, that wasn't it either. I'm like, I'm like, hey, Nick, what are you, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, oh, uh, this lady here thinks there's a, there's a Bigfoot on her property. <laughs> so, I'm like, there. so I'm like, uh, I got I to go ask her about this. So yeah. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And she's like, me and my grandson, me and my grandson, we... We keep hearing this uh, Sasquatch out there. My grandson's seen him four times. I've seen him two times. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, I, I can't find a call. We're trying to get a call to, you know, try to call him in, see if we can get a better look at him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, no kidding. And she's like, yeah, I can't find anything like it. I'm like, okay. Whoa. I'm like, where are you at? Uh, I'm like, where are you seeing this Bigfoot? And she's like, do you know where Camp Takabachi is? I'm like, yeah. 
And she's like, it's it's just uh, just east of there. So it's Whoa. three sightings of Bigfoot in now, the same exact Derek, area. Derek I've, I've is going to be all over Yeah, this. Derek is going to be like, I missed like, the good here, parts. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I've, I've got just like one, like, just kind of burning the hole in the, yeah. like, how hot was this other camp counselor that you were hanging out with? <laughs> All right, no. But back, but, but back to it. For our listeners that are going, like, what, this is a bowling podcast, and yeah. I'm talking Sasquatch stories. Here's the thing. you in the woods. Sometimes you see weird things, and sometimes you can't explain it. I personally love Sasquatch stories, man, because here's my thing. I want to believe that there's a Sasquatch. Like, I want him to be real, and I do believe that there is Sasquatch, and people think I'm a, the... An idiot. But at least Derek is a bigger believer. But the thing is, like, the woods are so vast, and you don't know what's really out there. There could be... There could be. Steve's looking at me like you're a fool, but no, no, well, no. I'm, di- I'm just saying for all our listeners out there, if you're ever arrested, uh, let's by email Jordan, us or hit just, us up on just, Facebook. Just always bring this up. I'm if he t- says I'm, he, I'm interrupting you. I'm if interrupting he says he you. saw something, <laughs> just remember, if he saw the gun, he also saw Sasquatch. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I want to like it would be cool to have any listeners that had something weird happen in the woods. Yeah. Email us and tell us about it. You don't have to put it on like Facebook. So yeah, we, and won't, it, we won't pull your names. And, out and, and here, here, here's a perfect example. Like you know, there's no 100 percent proof of Sasquatch. Yeah, but in Illinois, how long has DNR said that there's no cougars? <laughs> They've said forever and miles ever from here? and ever and ever. There's, there's no cougars yeah, in Illinois. No cougars miles from in here, Illinois. A cougar got blown away. No, no cougars in Illinois. And then what happened last year? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, there's cougars in Illinois. You can't shoot them now. Yeah, make hey, hey, you can't shoot them now. Hey, hey, do you remember this? Do you I, remember when they said there's no wolves in Illinois, and then in Aurora, two got shot. Yeah, within right. like three months from each other. Here's what I want to do right now, so I don't feel as crazy. Logan, Sasquatch, real or fake? Real. Steve, real or fake? Do you, do I get? Do you feed me after this? Real or fake? He's all right. The- my my honest opinion after seeing everything. I'm going to lean towards possible. Eric? I'm kind of leaning towards Steve, too. Possible. Like 50-50. Callie, you got to yell. I'll vouch for you. I think he's real. Callie. All I right. think she didn't fake today. Um, my cat's not in here, so I can't ask her, but more than likely Sasquatch is real. Yep. Derek already <laughs> believes it. Mark Rife, I'm sorry. The <laughs> You know what, though? Right, here's my- Here's my thing. We just talked about Sasquatch yeah. for almost half an episode, my, and I'm okay with it. Here, here's I'm my thing. I'm mad. I'm impressed. You know, you, you, you take all the evidence, and not to, sound, not to sound crazy, but, you know, you take all the evidence, and then you take things that happen that absolutely shouldn't have, that happen on a frequent basis. It's like, there's no way that should have happened. I'm just talking statistics, like, oh, there's no way he should have survived that. Oh, there's no way he, he Steve's all he about the facts yeah. all I'm, the time. I'm, I'm, yeah. but, but just hear me out. It's like, there's no way that could have happened. There's no way this could have happened. There's no way this coincidence could happen. Now you want to, you're going to be the one to tell me that there is absolutely no way that a creature that is very intelligent isn't being seen by humans. Yeah, yeah, and, and I always go, I always go back to deer. How many times have you been hunting and you had a deer where you know you were hidden perfect? The sun was to your back, so it was the, the sun was in their eyes. Uh, the wind was perfect. Uh, you know, they're not going across your trail. Mm. You know, nothing. It was it was absolutely a perfect situation. Scripted. And the deer stops and knows there's something just not right. Yep. Yep. 
You can see many, it. They don't. They don't smell you. They don't hear you. They don't see you. But they know there's something not. Well, how many hey, times have you been sitting there and turn around? And there's someone looking at, and you're yep. like, "Were you looking at me?" And you just, it's just, yeah. yeah. Let me let me sense, ask you this. Though. Let me ask you this. Salamanders are a common animal around here, technically, right? Supposedly. How many have you seen in the wild? How many badgers have you seen in Illinois? Exactly, but they're here. But that's even well, sitting in your stand too, where you'll turn around and there's a deer standing there, and you're like, "I didn't hear nothing." Didn't. Yeah, it's just it's I, man. We just lost so many I, listeners. I think <laughs> we we probably did, but this is the late night episode. Well, it really is. I mean, dude, you know, we yeah, like I, it, it. It's 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 fun. Everyone has stories that they can't explain. Yeah, I, you know. well, that's fu- it's a fun thing to think about. Like that is is that not fun? It, it is been really so much time fun. In the woods. That's cool to think. About. I have a a Sasquatch Squatch story, not from me, but from my uncle. Too right, many bush lattes. Yeah, too many. Uh, I want to hear this. He was down in New Mexico hunting for elk, and um, early in the morning, just starting out, heading up the mountain, about 20 yards in front of him, something comes, runs out in front of him, and starts running up the trail. And my uncle looks at the guide. He's like, was that a bear? Mm-hmm. And the guide looks back at him with the straightest face, says, do bears run on two legs? And then my uncle goes like my uh, after that my well, uncle I can answer like the same that thing that happened Yogi to you and the, the you know the hairs on his arms hairs on the back of his neck stand up yeah he goes back to the lodge for the afternoon and he was telling the owner and the owner's like don't talk to me about that and he's like what he's like no nope, I'm not talking about it like because yeah. he's seen him more than just that one time the mm. hunting guy and the guide it. The guy personally that was with him has seen him a handful of times too. You know, here's here's my thing though. I mean, we've seen a bunch of Israel. This is why I'm kind of on <laughs> the fence though too. How many trail cam pictures of Sasquatch have you seen? You've only seen people. Fred Eichler like... got one. That's uh, true. What? Fred Eichler got one. Uh, video. Who was it? There was there was a there was a show that got they thought actual footage of a Bigfoot, and they tried chasing it down a little bit. Um. Oh man, that was last year, last season. I watch all Bigfoot oh. shows, no matter how fake. And they're all, they are. I will yeah, always I watch another classic. Yeah, I but I mean, you know, I, I, no one's ever seen a trail cam. But then again, you know, you figure something that's seven foot tall moving at the pace it's at. Because it, well, how, how tall is the average deer? Like three well, and a half. Everyone foot? knows that Bigfoots know how to sense electronics. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a I, I, I've missed out. I'm sorry, the, dude. The, the, the Sasquatches are all about the iPad Pro right now. Yeah, the i <laughs> the Air, the, the Apple Pencil. So the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I swear, they love I swear. that thing. Okay, you know, what? Uh, I know we gave away a T-shirt last episode. If you can. Get a if you can Photoshop a a trail cam photo with a a Sam Squitch, holding an Apple pencil, a T shirt, and a sticker. Send that to us. If you can prove that Bigfoot's real for real for real real, I will bring Steve Jobs back to life to personally handcraft you an Apple pencil. Or <laughs> or you know what? We'll, we'll step it up. If you can prove that Sasquatch is real, you can watch me clear a whole buffet. Eat an Arby's sandwich <laughs> at no cost. Tell me which which one you'd rather do. That's for free. You don't have to pay a single dime. But every every almost everyone has either has that story or knows someone that it's has such, a story. No, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's Americana though. It's I, I so love, great. I love that. hearing stories about the woods. Like yeah. I saw this in the woods. Mm-hmm. I love those stories because you sit out there in the woods. You're like, man, think about what what is out here. 
you know, when you're not here, you don't know. It's you just, know, I love, I just, I, I'm, a, I'm fascinated with stories. By the way, it's, a feder- the it's, it's, it's technically a federal crime to shoot Bigfoot because it's not a regulated species. I'll no, tell you no, this not, right it's now. Not, it's, it's not federally regulated. Did, wait. There's no law that says you There's can't no shoot it. There's no law that says you cannot shoot it. I read it somewhere that you cannot shoot it. Nope. Here, here's my lie. thing. No. Kelly, Kelly agrees with me. Don't believe she's her. she's a woman, there's, so she's there's right. There's no law. So. There, there, I, like, Jordan, I'm with wolves, you. Wolves, How would you wolves, know? Are, wolves are federally protected. Uh, there's some other federally eagles. protected animal uh, Eagles. Uh, uh, state protected. Uh, uh, cougars aren't state protected. Uh, or in, in Illinois, they are, but you can hunt them in other states and stuff like that. But federally protected, um, there's very, very few animals that are. It basically are. has to say you can't kill it. Yeah, there's no law that says you cannot kill a Bigfoot because... In their book, Bigfoot doesn't exist. So why would they make a law for something that doesn't exist? Yeah. Okay, then like then I can technically then I can well. technically go on Area Fifty One because technically that doesn't exist either. I can walk that land. Okay, this is Steve uh, doing uh, his trickery. Uh, I his trickery. found it. Don't even try and do this with Steve because he ruins Smoke all the fun. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm the Houdini of this podcast. Here. Everyone's like, yeah, I just wish you were dead. You know, shot with a cannonball <laughs> in the stomach. <laughs> I, just, uh, I don't even know what to do with my hands yeah. right but now. It, it, it's always fun. I, I mean, uh, you, you get conservation, please, that get hilarious trail camera pictures where people are like i think it's this oh and they, yeah. and they go out to calls <laughs> oh, oh, let's say a cougar oh i gotta call you know there's a there's a cougar on my property i got a trail camera picture of it it's like a house and they'll, cat, and house they'll cat. go out and you know oh, oh i got three pictures of it and it's a tomcat oh really <laughs> like yeah you, you should know when the grass is almost up to its shoulder blades it's a house cat yeah well it's then people just they they see what they want to see and but that's not, and I'm not saying when people see Bigfoot, that's what it is. Because if you see something, that, like every time I see a deer jump up, I'm not like, "Ooh, Bigfoot!" Like no, I'm like, "Look at, yeah. oh, that was a deer." But you know, you've been in the woods long enough that if you see something that's exactly, not a deer, you're like, exactly, you know, like, it's gonna it's gonna signal a red flag. Just like you looked at that thing and you're like, I'm "Not saying it was a Bigfoot, but yeah." I mean, and, how, and many, how many? I, I tried talking myself out of it for the longest time. It was deer, it was deer, it was deer, it was deer. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you go back to it and like. Deer don't well, the have footprint. Deer don't have hair that long. Deer don't walk on two feet. Well, well you, you know what? This, you know what? This, no, listen, because we're pressed on time. We yeah. were at that shoot, getting ready to set up, and I won't mention his name. But remember, he was saying he's like, I said something. Yeah, I believe in Bigfoot. And Sean Ryan was like, ah, started laughing at me. I'm like, yeah. listen here. I was like, I'm not saying he for sure exists, but I want him to. I I want Bigfoot to be real. Okay, I get what you're saying, and. The buddy, I won't name him, but he was like, yeah, um, I know these guys that grew up in this cabin that lived in the bush all their lives, and we were drinking beer at the cabin, and I was ready to leave, all right, and they said something about a Bigfoot, they see him every, I seen, one of the guys said, yeah, I saw a Bigfoot out here twice, and this guy started laughing, and the guy stopped me and said, do you think I'm freaking joking, but he used the other F word, and uh, he's like, uh, they take it serious, yeah, he's like, this is serious, and he goes, come here, I want to show you something, and this guy was dead serious when he told us this. He's like, I want you to see this. Pull out this Ziploc bag with these hairs that are like 10 inches long. And he's like, like they really were like horse and like orange and brown. And yeah, he and then he had bear hair next to it. And he's like, I've been finding these all my life out here and I don't know what they are. He's like, but all I can say is I think I saw what it was from twice in my life. And he said he looked at those hairs and he was like, and this guy didn't believe in Bigfoot. 
And he's like, I can't tell you what that's from, man. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Welcome and, to George Nori, Coast to Coast AM. Yeah, yeah, that dude said he looked at him and said, you think this is a joke? This ain't no game. This ain't no game. This ain't no game, baby. This ain't no game. <laughs> but anyway, that's our Bigfoot rant. But yeah, no, it, it, it's a, it, dude, it's such a cool idea. And you know what? If you were the first to shoot Bigfoot, <laughs> let me ask Bigfoot, you this. Man. Send us email us. If you've listened Get to this mounted. so far, you are our true fans. Tweet us, email us. If you were going to shoot Bigfoot. I'm going to start a part-time Bigfoot What podcast. is your perfect setup? What bow would you shoot it with? What broadheads do you think you'd use? I mean, because you got to figure, what, like, you got to be shooting 90 pounds. And, and what, what's the difference between Bigfoot and a 300-inch deer in the wild? <laughs> That's a very is, true. Is a 300-inch deer in the wild possible? <sighs> yeah, they are. Wow. Yeah, they are. Didn't you know? that Lewiston kid, wasn't that buck over 300, 305? I don't remember. What was it? Let's find out. Hey, what's the difference between uh, a 300-inch deer and Sasquatch? A 300-inch deer could exist. <laughs> could <That's> what? <laughs> what was the Lewis? You got me buck? there. You got me there. Uh, you got you there. All right. Yeah, it's just it, it's something like that. I mean, you know, there. You know what I think it is too. A lot of the stigma is is like you know people have seen stuff, but they do not want to come out and say like you know, I saw this. Like you know, when you give people a platform, it's like you're protected. They'll come out and say whatever. Which you gotta you gotta take with, oh, they might be saying this just to get publicity or like, yeah, well, they finally feel free enough. Yeah, to... and, and and you see and you see the difference. The people that haven't really seen it will come out and say they've seen it, where the people who have really seen it always kind of hold it back kinda a little hush, bit. Hush hush about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that's uh, the Lewis and Buck thirty-eight point rack received a green Boone and Crockett score of three twenty-two and four eights, far above the existing hundred taking world record of two ninety-five and six eights. Uh, okay, let's uh, so let's say three hundred fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's raise the bar. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you. Raise it. Sasquatch. You got me. So the Bucks final now score. It's two. like our, It's either Sasquatch or the Bucks final score of three oh seven and five eights. So three oh seven and five eights. The world's biggest hunter taking whitetail. From Iowa, but anyway, I didn't mean to call you out, oh, Jordan. But uh, you got me. I just—that's crazy. You got the tater. Hey, but hey, sooner <laughs> or later. Hey, there's that documentary about that guy that shot Bigfoot. Watch it; it's fun. <laughs> yeah. What What happened to his evidence? Watch the documentary. Quit, I know what happened to his quit evidence. Talking big. Even the black it. helicopter flew in and took it. Nope. He 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 explains it all. Nope. That's not the <laughs> documentary that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's uh. We're getting into this in, into the ropes here, um, but I will say, if you listen to this whole episode, this was the late night two point happy hour episode of <laughs> happy hour like that. I think this hour. is actually my favorite episode. Like you know, no no bashing on any of our guests. This episode's uh, purely great, for fun. This is really for fun. I mean, you know, it's. I hope you enjoyed it, and I want to hear for the reals. Cr- let's hear for reals. For let's reals. hear the the craziest thing you've experienced in the woods. Email us. Don't put it on Facebook, so the whole world won't think you're crazy, and we won't call you out. Tell us anonymous. Put it, Send put us it on anonymous. Facebook. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, who there's cares? plenty of people think I'm crazy. Who's gonna judge you? I mean, dude, you know, what there's, am I gonna what am I gonna judge you on the fact that you saw Bigfoot or the fact that you liked the Bernie Sanders post? Like, I'm gonna judge you more on. One <laughs> or of those. you know what you could do is just <laughs> post a picture of the Arby's logo on our wall and tag Steven. And uh, we'll uh, all understand that you listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get it good. Or maybe if you can get a picture of Bigfoot going through Arby's. the drive-through at Arby's, you Dude. win the overall kind of right there. And you get a T-shirt if you can do that. 
So if you can get a picture of Bigfoot wearing a working class bow hunter t shirt oh, going through the drive through <laughs> at Arby's on I've a seen unicycle. A pink Yeti before, all right? I've seen pink Bigfoot. I believe you. Hey. All right. I'll talk to you after the podcast. But uh, <laughs> ten for <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We apologize for this episode. We love you. Thanks for listening. Go shoot your bow. And get pictures of Bigfoot later. Later. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.